Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of One Vision. I'm Bradley Lammer, your host for today, and I am so happy to be hosting my guest, Susan Langer, the CEO of SPAVE. Uh, welcome to the show, Susan. Hey, thank you, Bradley. I'm so delighted to be with you today, finally, that we get to talk one-on-one. -on -one. I know. It's like I see you in conferences for like a few minutes or I see you on stage winning and, you know, best of show or something like that, but we never really get a chance. And so I guess, you know, taking people onto this format sort of works. All right. So, so some people are not going to know much about your background and about SPAVE. So can you kind of tell us about your journey a little bit? Yeah, glad to. Um, I have a background in banking, marketing, and philanthropy. Um, that took me to Africa in 1995, um, and that's where I discovered the principles of microfinance and micropayments. I was watching women living in abject poverty who were repaying their loans at a 99% repayment rate, and I thought that was absolutely crazy. Um, at the time, I was marketing the nation's largest credit card portfolio, and we were not seeing those type of repayments. So I thought, there's got to be some kind of magic to this. What is that secret sauce? And how can we use that? How can we use what people do really, really well um, with their spending and turn that into ways that they can help save for their future and give to others in need? The savings rate was abysmal at that time, but spending was on the rise, as was credit. So I knew that there was a way to leverage those um, those principles of micropayments. And so, um, yeah, I've turned that into a business now. Well, so tell us, tell us a little bit about SPAVE and, and tell us what, what the name really is all about. Yeah, SPAVE um, is uh, two words put together, spending and saving, but it also is an acronym. SPAVE stands for sharing purpose and value every day. Um, the idea was about how can we help people um, discover and live their purpose. Um, we know that every person is um, born with a purpose and how they spend their money really dictates or tells us um, what our priorities are. And so when we have access to that information, more ready access to the information about where we're spending our money, we'll be able to make better decisions. And so SPAVE is about linking all of your bank accounts together into one application. Um, and it's it's a, a lot of different apps together. So you can think of SPAVE as Mint, Acorns, Digit, the United Way, and Venmo all in one. So we help people um, link all of their accounts, then they can identify um, what their goals are, what are they saving for? Are they saving for a vacation? Are they saving for a house, a, a car, um, or an emergency fund? Many people don't have emergency funds, so just putting a little bit away at a time. And then identifying the, the causes that are near and dear to their heart and helping them discover organizations that, that um, they want to support. And then they can identify whether they want to round up spare change. Everybody knows about rounding up spare change. Or what we've instituted is allowing people to apply a percent to each purchase that they make. So it's like tipping and taxing yourself, but better. So that every time that you um, swipe your card and you're spending on yourself, you're saving for your future and you're giving to others in need without changing your lifestyle. I love that. I mean, I, I, I think back, you know, in, in looking at your background a bit more, this idea that, you know, you were marketing credit cards and, and running this portfolio and then seeing, you know, the, the repayment rates being higher, you know, for, for micro credit and for micro loans. Um, when, when you go back, you know, and we'll talk about SPAVE a lot more, but when you go back and think about the things that you pulled from the experiences that you had to found this, 
you actually, you, you've done a lot of different things. You know, you helped establish a woman's shelter, you helped charities and causes find donors, and you've raised a lot of funds for nonprofits. And you've improved food security across some of the roles that you've been in. And so you've always had this sort of giving back to the community sort of in your background. And it just seems like Spave fits into that natural arc. Um, you know, the impact that you've made in, in you know, I, I'm saying this, you know, completely transparent. I don't meet a lot of people that do what you're doing. I, I don't, especially in financial services, you know, they're not, they don't have that background. They, they're doing it for one reason or another because it's new, it's different, you know, they think it's going to be successful, but you've taken your background and really thrown it into a financial application that really seems to make sense to the market. So, you know, kudos on that. Um, talk about the impact a little bit of what Spave has done and, and how that sort of all ties together for you. Yeah, it, it is interesting, Bradley, and thank you for recognizing that it has been a circuitous route um, in, as far as my career goes. I did not plan on um, having a career, a professional career in, in nonprofit. Um, I enjoyed um, going on mission trips. Uh, I enjoyed serving on boards and having fundraisers myself, helping organizations raise more money and awareness. But I um, had a, a marketing company back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and I lost my largest client. So that took me to consider what I was going to do with my the rest of my career. I was turning 40 at the time. And so I decided I wanted to take um, my marketing company out to the East Coast, and I would do consulting out there. And I had a large contract with a large agency. 9-11 happened a week and a half after I moved out there. <laughs> my contract um, ended very quickly. And so I um, was contacted by World Vision, which was the organization that I had traveled to Africa with in 1995. And this was in 2001 now. And they asked if I could come and volunteer and help them respond to it. And I, I thought, well, what the heck? Yeah, I will. Well, that ended up in um, them hiring me as an executive director for a region um, in uh, Western Westchester County and Fairfield County, Connecticut. And so that was only going to be a, a project that I was doing and it ended up in a, it, as a career. And it ended up, I'm telling you, Bradley, it changed everything for me. It changed my whole um, view of myself as well as my role in the world and, and the world in general. I mean, it, it opened everything up and I knew that there was something that I needed to do that could help people help themselves and help others do more good better. So I had skills in marketing. I had skills in, in banking. I loved helping people discover their own mission. So I'd help organizations create their vision and mission statements. And so now I was helping people create their life mission statements and then engaging them with helping the things that were important to them. It might be education. It might be international. It might be local. It might be a women's shelter. It might be food security. Um, so while I was out there for five years, almost five years on the East Coast, um, I returned home for a family reunion and reconnected with a high school sweetheart. And at the ripe old age of 44, I got married and moved back to um, the area where I grew up. And so at that time, um, I was looking for a different job. World Vision didn't do remote um, at that time in the position that I had. So. Um, I ended up doing consulting with nonprofits and helping them. And one of them happened to be with a former colleague of mine at World Vision who was doing a project that turned into a business. So he founded, was a co-founder of a business out of General Mills called Partners in Food Solutions. 
And he brought me on to help them build the brand and to engage volunteers from, from General Mills, Cargill, Bueller, DSM, um, engaging employees of those, of those organizations to use their technical knowledge and skills and expertise to transfer knowledge remotely to um, uh, small and growing food companies in Africa so that they could manufacture their own affordable, nutritious uh, food for their own populations. So as I worked there for uh, close to five years, they were up and, and running and doing very well. Um, Jeff Dykstra is the executive director and the co-founder of it, and, and it's, it's doing fabulous today. Um, but I learned about acorns while I was driving from one meeting to another, and I was, oh my gosh, they can round up um, spare change and put it into a mutual fund? Oh my goodness. Okay, the time has come. When my idea hit me in 1995, the technology wasn't available to do the um, the things that I thought um, needed to be done, but now was the time to do it. So that's how my my career, I stumbled forward. Um, John Mendesh from General Mills has this this term stumble forward. And that is really what I have done. And I am a strong believer. And I know that God has led every one of my steps from one career to the next. And it, it was purposeful. It was all about um, helping people engage with their purpose and, and helping them to live it. I'll put a period oh. on that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, in, in, in writing Beyond Good and putting that out last year, we, we really focused on banks and fintech startups and technology solutions, as she's showing me a copy of it, uh, <laughs> that were helping the common good. And, you know, we were so focused in the book about food, water and shelter and basic needs and financial solutions are so critically linked to all of that, uh, because the health of our communities is more about financial health, it's physical health, it's over, you know, it's mental health, it's all portions of what it means to be human. And it seems as though SPAVE is one of those forces for good. You know, I wish that that we had, you know, a carve out. Well, so in the next book, we're going to have to talk about SPAVE and talk about that journey, because you, you describe the app, or at least it's been described as the first ever all-in-one financial wholeness app, which I love, uh, with a focus on giving and inspiring social good that makes saving and giving as easy as spending. So that every dollar you spend is an investment in yourself in a better world. And I love the fact that SPAVE is an acronym for sharing purpose and value every day. I just absolutely love that. Um, when you when you think about SPAVE and how it works and, you know, your inspiration from Acorns, which I also love because I think that's the great thing about the fintech ecosystem is that everybody sort of inspires one another. And that was the whole point of writing the book was to bring these stories together. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to say, hey, you know, you may meet the founder that you're going to create the next thing with. And and that's what's so great about being able to like help people tell these stories. So can you think about how Spave could become a standard part of every financial application one day? I mean, why don't we do this every single second of every single spend? Absolutely. I mean, that is the dream. We want SPAVE to become part of the international lexicon so that everybody is SPAVing. And it's and you're SPAVing on your terms. We created this, this mechanism, this engine, if you will, that's driven by our spending, that we're gratifying ourselves today. And we're also being able to have delayed gratification um, on our future and really to help people see that and discover that we have what are called nudges. I'm sure you've read the book Nudge. And 
it's so important how to meet people at certain times, at certain decisions and certain behaviors that they have, how we can help nudge them into making more healthy decisions. You know, if you added one more percent um, to your spaving, you, your, your savings would increase this much over this period of time. Um, you could give, you know, that much more to, to your organization or to your causes. Um, we also see that SPAVE can help people pay down debt. It's all about that mechanism. You choose what is important to you, what your needs are at that particular time. Our, our lives change as we grow. You know, we have children. Oh my gosh, now that's really important. People wake up when they have a child. They know that they have to now get serious about their budgeting. And budgeting is really a four-letter word. We all know that. So in SPAVE, we have a, um, a new module that came out with our, our most recent release, and it's called Insights. And it allows you to look at all of your accounts and understand where your money is going. So we will be um, using um, machine learning and AI to help people look differently at their at their finances in a way that is more critical, but it's created for them. They're not having to have a spreadsheet. It's presented to them and that they can recategorize, they can dream. There's all sorts of things that we know that we can deploy to help people experience their lives on, in a more meaningful, relevant way that brings them financially whole. And I, I guess I would say too that that whole financial um, wholeness piece came to us and came to me when I was doing all this research and I was trying to figure out, people are all talking about financial health and financial well-being and financial wellness. And I'm looking at, okay, what, what difference does it make when people give to their financial balance in life? I, I had a predisposition and opinion and a theory that they were better. You know, if you have a discipline of giving um, that you're probably more financially whole. Well, I could not find and still can't find to this day a study, a finding, a report, anything that looks at your giving as part of your um, financial wellness. They look at your your credit, your um, investments, your checking. Um, nothing includes the philanthropic part of it. Why is that? Because it's taken out of the same bucket. So we see this as creating a new way of, of conversation for people. And we're also not we do not want to impose giving on anyone that doesn't want to give. That's fine. It's for people that want to, but don't think that they can and don't see a way of doing that and aren't saving and want to. Well, I, I love this idea that you're kind of giving that insight, you know, through that application to how you're spending, you know, where you're spending, because I've always said that, you know, the, the financial flow of your life is is probably the most important graph of data that you could possibly ever tap into as, you know, your your person, but also as as a business opportunity. You know, it's it's like, show me how you spend and I'll show you your values. You know, show me how you spend and I'll know more about you than what TikTok does, which is hard to imagine, or Facebook or anything else. Because when when you think about financial data, you know, it's it's literally saying, I value this over that. And if you can provide an insight to someone to say, look, you're spending X, Y, and Z here across all of these different, you know, accounts that you have. What if, you know, because you say you believe in X, you can actually give something to X and give something back and I'll show you how to do it. And on top of that, I'll show you how to save more money because, you know, it's, it's your type of fintech that gets me excited about the future of the industry. And, um, I just, you know, kudos again to you guys and what you're doing. Um, Kind of switching gears a little bit, 
I, I want to go to sort of in-person events and sort of the fact that we saw each other. That's what spurred the conversation uh, to get you on the show uh, at Finnovate Spring. And you won Best of Show. And that's really awesome. So good for that. Uh, I, I, you know, Finnovate is, is sort of my second home, it feels. It's the Disneyland of FinTech, as I call it. Um, how do you look at those type of events? You said you've been traveling a little bit when we, when we first started talking and you really are looking at SPAVE as a partner to fintech providers, um, to credit unions, to banks, to almost anybody who wants to help people save. So can you talk about that part of the business? Can you partner with SPAVE? How does that work? Absolutely. Um, so Finnovate is, I've gone to every Finnovate, I think, since the first one I attended in 2016. And that's where I, I think I met you, or maybe it was in 2018 when we did, um, we did, demo spave early on. Finnovate is just one of those places. It's a community of, of financial institutions um, and fintech ideators that come together and try to match up. And I'm always inspired by what I see and who I meet and the conversations that I have. I wander around those, um, those conferences by myself so I can have serendipitous kinds of conversations. And Finnovate for us was a goal. When we we were acquired a year, a little over a year ago by a large um, credit union in Michigan, Michigan State University Federal Credit Union. And our goal was to be best, to take best in show at Finnovate. And we did not demo in the fall, it was too soon. So we waited until spring and that was literally a business goal of ours. And so I was not necessarily shocked, but I, I was, I was so surprised and so excited and so grateful that that happened because ever since that happened, that put us on the map, that gave us credibility, that gave us street cred, if you will, in the fintech startup um, arena beyond having been acquired or 80% acquired by the credit union, which also obviously helped us. So what that also did was then now we could have conversations and everybody wanted to talk with us that we had been knocking on their door um, before. And so we are now um, rolling out our first uh, custom label, otherwise known as white label, custom label um, to MSUFCU, that um, the the um, federal credit union, and then another credit that that's going to be on August first, and then September first is um, uh, another credit union, and then we'll have another one on August October first. So this has propelled and moved us forward so much more faster than we would if we would not have had that recognition. Yeah, that's very cool. I, you know, I, too. Well, yeah, go ahead. Um, for the credit unions, so we're targeting credit unions because they align with our values. They are so connected to their community. So credit unions and um, community banks, any organization can take our technology and plug it into their existing stack. Um, so we've created it in a way that, you know, we have open APIs where, where we can do that. But we're taking a very measured approach to rolling this out. So we want to allow our our owner um, of MSUFCU to be able to be the first that is in market. And then we have um, uh, up to four throughout the end of the year that are close followers. And so we will learn from these pilots about what do they want now? We have a huge and extensive roadmap of things that we're going to incorporate into um, the solution, but we want them to tell us. Just like working with nonprofits, we have, uh, I think, 14 nonprofits that we have that we call Spave Faves that are in our app. So we have access to 1.5 million accredited charities. Anything that's, that's in good standing with the IRS is in our app, but we have these relationships with these Spave Faves and they 
promote us to their donors and we promote them through our channel. So it's, it's an everybody wins scenario is what we like to say. And so for the credit unions, the, the app looks just like their credit union. It looks like their, their brand, but they get to choose their spave faves in their community. Um, so that now it brings it home directly to those communities. And I would add too that small businesses actually will open this up very soon where small businesses can spave um, for their community as well. Just like an individual hasn't been able to save or, or give, you can buy pennies because little by little, a little becomes a lot. Mm -hmm. And so giving back to your community as a small business is very, very important, but writing big checks is very hard to do. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, you're, you're tying it to the right place because people spending, you know, it's, it's just an incremental portion of what we're already doing. And when you make it so seamless and simple, and you could see that actually in action, I, I just love that. And I was going to ask a little bit about, you know, the, the, the nonprofits that you can choose from. So one and a half million plus or, you know, charities, um, when, when you look at the, the sort of nuts and bolts of the app from the perspective of the nonprofit, are these also things that, you know, like how, how does a nonprofit that you would approach or the 14 that you've partnered with in the past, how did they look at that? I mean, you know, obviously it's a benefit because you're, you're building um, an opportunity for them to get those funds. But, you know, is there anything else as a nonprofit or a potential partner of SPAVE that, that they could tap into? So coming from the nonprofit um, space, I know what their pain points are. They're major pain points is lack of resources. Very much like a startup, by the way. Startups and nonprofits are very similar. You never have enough time, talent, or treasure um, that you can put forth to the things that you know that can drive your organization forward. So in doing so, we have created a, um, a system, if you will, with these nonprofits where they have access to technology, marketing, and data that they otherwise wouldn't have access to. And it's for free. For them it's for free so then your next question is what is your business model and how do you make money and it is off of the giving so every time you swipe your card let's say that you spent um a hundred dollars and you had ten percent was your um uh is how much you were going to give to an organization so ten dollars would go into what's called a donor advised fund a donor advised fund is um, like a nonprofit where the, the donor gets a hundred percent tax deduction. Okay. Win for the donor. The, um, the DAF, the DAF pays us SPAVE a 6.5% fee for enabling this rewarding, engaging, secure, safe transaction. And then we also pay a 3.5% fee to the database that provides access to the 1.5 million accredited charities. Ten, um, 90% goes to the charity now. The charity never laid out a nickel of their overhead, which is precious to a nonprofit. They paid nothing to create the technology, to maintain the technology, to do anything with that. And now we also give them a spave kit for the spave faves. They get a spave kit that they can cut and paste and post um, on their social media, in their website, in their newsletters. Um, it, it is, it is um, kind of foolproof. So you just put your logo in there. We give you um, social posts and we write them for you. So we engage with them on that level. And then they have access to data now that they will be able to see on their on their donors, their donor giving. Now, the user, we believe users should have ultimate control of their um, information. So they say, yes, I want the nonprofit to know that I'm giving to them. 
So then they can see the comparison of what their donors are doing relative to the aggregate of other nonprofits. So now they're, they have a little bit of knowledge that they wouldn't otherwise have. And then we also do research, regular primary research that they have, that we give access um, to as well. We have town halls that um, we provide speakers that come in on topics like grant writing, um, board engagement, um, social media, all sorts of things that they tell us that they want to know. So we're coming alongside these nonprofits and helping to lift them up, amplify and accelerate their mission of doing good in the world. Oh, I love that. You know, it's any time that you sort of combine spending and transactions with something good, I think, you know, it's it's an example that the the model doesn't have to be extractive. The the model, you know, can be additive in so many ways. And and you know, when when we put examples in the book around like Ant Financial, like, you know, with their entry initiative and or the Ant Forest initiative or other places that transactions can enable others to do well and to do good. You know, it's it's just it, this is a, a great example of that. And it, you made me laugh uh, when you said that, you know, the, the fintech startups and nonprofits have a lot, you know, to, to, to sort of be they have to be nimble. They have to be, you know, everybody has to wear different hats. And I, I think about credit unions the same way, regardless of size. You know, they they are the sort of underdog and always have been of financial services. And, you know, coming from that being my first stepping stone into this industry. And working in a very small credit union of 50 people, I will tell you, they are very much run like a startup, regardless of whether they're brand new or 50 years old or 100 years old, they always will be. Um, so because to they're there for their members. That's right. It's all about their members. I, I, I did not really understand about the credit union industry until I got involved in it, um, you know, five, six years ago. Um, I always thought you had to be an employee of a company mm -hmm. to have access to that credit union or credit union, anything that that industry is one of the most powerful, I think, to transform our society for good and bringing the community and the people together. I mean, I am really um, bullish and excited on credit unions in general. And I didn't know also that credit unions are international. So they've got a whole yeah. worldwide credit union thing. So we ultimately want to bring SPAVE um, across the globe. And my heart is to bring it back to those micro entrepreneurs that were living in abject po poverty, paying back their loans to give them a tool that they can save for their future. Now, nobody's cracked that nut because it's too expensive to service them. Yeah, but it's it's it is available and it is possible. And I can't wait to to do that. Well, and, and I, you know, I, I look at from MPESA and, and their launch in 2007 to, you know, SPAVE and their their opportunity here in 2022 to serve all credit unions. There's thousands of them. So you, you've got a lot of work ahead, but I tell you, you, you know, you're, you're doing you're doing the right type of work. Um, just a, a couple more questions um, to, to kind of follow up here. You know, as a female entrepreneur, you've seen opportunities presented to women change over the years, I'm sure. And this being, you know, sort of your... <laughs> you know, culmination of so much of your background. Um, there, there's, there's not enough funding going to, to women entrepreneurs, you know, it's, it's single digits and it's actually gone backwards during the pandemic, which is very sad to see. Um, how do we, how do we see what we don't see? You know, how do, how do we talk to, to venture capitalists in a different way? And, 
you know, how do we mentor um, more opportunities for women to not just gain funding, but to found more companies like this? Uh, what, what what do you think about in your experience with SPAVE and in, in where things are going for women-led companies? Yeah, it, it is a conundrum because when you look at the numbers, um, you see that women-owned businesses, women's startups actually perform better um, in the aggregate. Um, but I think we need more women investors out there. Women investors need to get out and and step into it, not just put their little toe into it, but really step into it and to take some risks. We were so blessed to have a number of women invest in in SPAVE um, right towards the end. And they're all women business owners that all had started their own businesses. And so now they're trying to pioneer in the Twin Cities uh, where we can get a group of women to create some funds and to invest in other women businesses. But it's also in the numbers. So we've got to keep promoting those numbers and, and the impact that women businesses are having. And I would say too, not only is it that um, they perform better, um, uh, they treat their employees differently because the E quotient, I think, um, that's in, innate and inherent in women is that, you know, it's how can we make your life um, better while you're working with us? And so SPAVE is 100% remote. All of our employees are remote and we are big on um, hiring moms because we know that moms, um, it's a different experience when you have a child and we wanna be flexible and provide those opportunities, but they also have a different way of listening and hearing um, different things in the marketplace and they'll bring it um, back to us. So the more that we can engage um, women into investing, the more that we can get the numbers and the reports out there on the impact that we're having, I think will will benefit us because really, if you think of the all the, male-dominated venture funds that are out there, they, ha they have a responsibility of a return on investment. And if they knew and they saw and they believed, um, I think that they would do more. I would also say that younger generations get it. it, it it's more of the older traditional, I think, um, investors that haven't opened up yet their purview on on the whole women thing, I guess. Maybe I'm being sexist. I don't know. But no, no I, I, there, there's a lot of problems in venture. But the great thing is that, you know, we continue to find um, the alternatives. You know, we continue to have these conversations on on both the podcast and the interviews that we did for the book. And, you know, there are so many people that are changing, you know, both venture and, you know, financial services in general. And I think the ecosystem is is much more diverse when we find people and when we you know promote what they're doing and you know one of the the big reasons why i think this idea of fintech for good you know as an alternative it, it needs to be sort of the mainstream conversation that we have and it needs to be part of everything that we put you know our, our hearts into to make something as basic as moving money and saving money and investing money and leaving a legacy for the next generation to mean something it shouldn't just be digits, you know, it shouldn't just be, you know, digital money flowing through with no meaning. Because like, like you said earlier, it's, it's a amplification of your values. So on, on that note, um, when we think about financial services, and we think about sort of the future, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you hopeful for that better future? What are your thoughts? It's people um, like you and Theodora. Um, that are writing about the things that are, I find, um, so vital to um, creating good in this world. You ha we have to show the impact and telling those stories. 
So one of the things I also wanted to say about um, SPAVE, about impact messages, which this is what you're doing. It's all about showing people the impact and the purpose that their lives have. I don't care how small the donation is. I don't care how um, the goals that you have, that you've set for yourself and that you've achieved. There is a thing that happens within our heart and in our head that is set off when we do good and when we help others. Um, that we have to keep doing. So the more that we can write books like this that you did, Beyond Good, the more that we can have messages of, of authentic impact that we're having on, the, on this world, that is going to exponentially um, blow up. I don't know what the word is that I'm, I'm trying to yeah, convey, but it, it will be beautiful. So we all have to keep working together to put good out in, into the world the best way that we can. Well, I appreciate the kind words about the book. And, you know, I tell you that I, I I don't think that we wrote the book for anybody but the community, you know, that that's in it already. And I think we've had many stories of, um, you know, conversation from the, the book itself saying that this was pointing me in a direction that I didn't think I'd end up in. And it's great to to hear that it's been an inspiration to so many people. And, and that, and thank you for that. Um, and, you know, I just want to say thank you to you and the team for what you're doing and just continue to do it. And everybody out there, go check out Spave. What's the easiest way to find you guys? Spave.io. Check us out. Download us on the App Store or um, Google Play. We're there. Give it a give it a shot. <laughs> awesome. Well, we wish you continued success. And uh, again, go check out Spave.io. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on the show, Susan. And thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week on another episode of One Vision.